All right, welcome to episode 192 of the Scarlet Faithful Podcast. I'm Aaron Brightman coming to you on Thursday, October 19th. Uh, I missed on Wednesday, uh, but I'm back today. I think I'm going to have two episodes today, and I have uh, probably a couple this weekend too, lining some stuff up. Wanted to take this episode to focus on a group that I think has not gotten enough attention and enough praise for the way they perform this season, and in, in particular this past weekend in that win over Michigan State. And that's a secondary. I thought that um, they were so key in the win over Michigan State, making impact plays and just looking at, you know, just knowing what they've done throughout the season, looking at the stats. I mean, this group, rightfully so, the defensive line gets a lot of talk. Obviously, Aaron Lewis was a Bailey. Um, you know, Motore has been fantastic in a hybrid role. The linebackers are really good uh, with uh, Jennings and Powell. But the secondary on the defensive side, had the most questions coming into this season, right? You lost three guys. Uh, Christian Izian is starting for the Tampa Bay Bucks. He was a fixture in the back. Avery Young, um, I believe he's on a practice squad right now. And uh, he was a fixture at safety for many years, you know. And then you had um, Christian Braswell, who got drafted. So, and he's uh, on a practice squad, I believe. So, that's three huge losses uh, in that kind of safety nickel package that we knew Igbenusen and Loyal had had some moments last year. Uh, we weren't quite sure how they were going to uh, do in full-time roles. And then Flip Dixon coming over from Minnesota, was a part-time player over there, did have a lot of experience, blew his 30 games. Uh, obviously, familiarity with Joe Harris-Simiak, the defensive coordinator for Rutgers. Um, but that group in particular has been fantastic. And Flip Dixon right now, so he is rated pro football focus. You know, they do um, grades, a great, a pretty complex analytical grading system. Flip Dixon is the number two graded safety in college football. That's remarkable. And it just speaks to the volumes uh, in terms of him uh, being acquired to come over as a transfer. It was a tremendous get by Shiano and Harrisimiak. And the staff he has made a huge impact i had i did a video earlier in the season on loyal ibn and dixon with the big plays that they were making dixon had those two goal line stands you know uh one-on-one -on -one tackles he's made this is a crazy stat and and in general the secondary has been really good um in this area but flip dixon he's second on the team in tackles he's got 44 total he has one missed tackle all season Seven games, one missed tackle. It's 2.4% missed tackle rate, part, partially why his grade is so high. But that's just phenomenal. He has been so, so solid. And um, in terms of statistics for the season, uh, he is right now second on the team in tackles, like I said, with 44. Uh, he has uh, an interception, five pass breakups. So it's really been just such a huge stability factor for him in the back of the defense to be able to do what he's doing. Um, can't, can't, can't say enough. And then Igbenusen, just his performance against Michigan state in particular, he had eight tackles, four tackles for loss, four in one game as a safety. It's it. That's, that's wild that he, nobody else on the team. Does anybody else on the team even have that for the season? Uh, Aaron Lewis has four for the season. 
Bailey is three and a half. Igbenusen now one and a half. He had four against Michigan State. Just a phenomenal performance for him. Uh, he also had the fumble recovery and a quarterback hit. One thing that you could say about the cornerbacks, <clears throat> you know, statistically, Melton isn't having as good of a season as I think hoped. Um, but his ability, you know, his respect as the number one co- corner, uh, his uh, coverage ability, you know, they always say like the best corners, you know, there's not a lot of action their way. But the confidence that Harris Simiak has and Shiano has in Melton and also Robert Longerbeam to be able to do the safety blitzes they've been doing throughout the season, it's it's really it's that that's been a huge factor as well. The trust factor in those corners, being able to hold their ground and make plays, uh, and the fact that <clears throat> he's able to have the versatility, right? With Igbenusen and Loyal in particular, are able to come in on safety blitzes. They each have a sack this season. And Loyal, uh, he is, uh, yeah, he had five tackles the other day. And then, of course, you had a longer beam with two forced fumbles and a fumble recovery. Uh, it's been great to see how many big plays those guys can generate. And conversely, the amount of big plays they've given up, which is very few and far between. I saw a statistic somewhere. I, I can't find it after I saw it. But it was something about plays given up over 30 yards. I think Rutgers only given up one play over 30 yards as a defense this season. That's that's phenomenal. And a lot of it is the secondary being able to make plays in that intermediate zone. <clears throat> Not letting uh, running backs or receivers on the loose get past them. You know, and, and, and it goes down to, to you know, tackling and Rutgers as a defense per football focus is the number one highest graded tackling team in college football. Wild statistic. Aside from Dixon having one missed tackle all season, longer beam has two missed tackles all season. His, uh, that's a rate of 9.5%. What's his, how many tackles do you have? He is, he's got 19 on the season. Uh, he's got a uh, sack. He's got an interception. He's got five pass breakups. He's got a fumble recovery. He's got two forced fumbles. He's a stat machine. Uh, you know, he's a slight guy. He's not the biggest guy, but he just makes plays. And he's a really smart player. Uh, Shaquan Loyal, two missed tackles all season. 4.5% rate. He is fourth, fifth on the team in tackles with 37. He's got a uh, tackle and a half for loss. He's got an interception return. He's got two pass breakups. Uh, but those three guys, Longer Beam, Loyal, and Dixon, have five missed tackles between them all season in seven games. That's phenomenal. Igbenosin does have, he has got five, but it's a 15% rate uh, because he makes a lot of tackles as well. He is uh, right there with Loyal. He's uh, over 30. Um, so they're not missing tackles. Again, we always talk about limiting mistakes, right? Turnovers, penalties. Uh, but it's also, it's drops. It's, um, Miss coverages, it's missed tackles, and this defense as a whole is not making mistakes. And the secondary, in particular, not only they're not making mistakes, but they're making big plays. Um, I just think that their ability, the versatility, the way that Harris Simiak is using them in a, in a bit different ways. You know, Rutgers hasn't faced, in fairness, they haven't faced a top passing offense yet. Um, Michigan, you know, had some success. 
Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how this group ha uh, holds up in November. I talked about depth on Tuesday being so essential for this team to finish the season strong. Obviously, Ohio State, they're going to throw the ball a lot. Uh, Kyle McCord, maybe not one of their um, scariest quarterbacks in recent times, but, you know, pretty good quarterback, New Jersey guy. Uh, they, of course, have Marvin Harrison Jr. That's going to be a fascinating matchup, uh, obviously skipping ahead a little bit. Iowa, no, in terms of passing, but Penn State's got a great passing offense with Alar. Uh, and then you have Maryland with, uh, you know, Tiger Vola. So the secondary is certainly going to be tested in November with those three opponents. But it should be noted that the way this defense is playing, you know, uh, in terms of how good this defense has been as a whole, legit top half Big Ten defense, you know, maybe top five. I think you could make that argument fairly that they are. Statistically, they kind of are. Uh, nationally, they're, you know, pretty high up in, in a lot of different categories. Um, and the secondary has a ton to do with it. As a whole, I mean, the defense is balanced you know, one through 11 in terms of every position in the starting lineup. As as I can remember, you know, there's really no weak spots. And again, if you go back to the preseason, the secondary was the biggest question mark on the defensive side. We were wondering about depth at defense. We we're wondering how, you know, they're kind of utilized all the depth they had at linebacker. But the secondary in particular with the safeties and with a defense that likes to play the 4-2-5 pretty much all the time, uh, that was a big question mark, and that was a big if in terms of can the Rutgers defense take a step forward this season like we all hoped they could. And so far through seven games, the answer is unequivocally yes. And a big reason is the play of that secondary. Flip Dixon, Igbenusen, and Loyal have really worked out in terms of everyday uh, defensive backs. And then you have Melton and Longerbeam. And, you know, I think Longerbeam is just so underrated in terms of his consistency. He rarely gets beat and he makes plays. And, you know, he's not the biggest guy out there. He's not the fastest guy out there, but he just, he's, 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 he's very smart. He plays within himself and he just makes plays. And it's been great to see. Uh, and again, you know, we talk about the team as a whole, limiting mistakes, but the defense, they've, they've, you know, not only do they play extremely hard, not only do they, uh, as a whole, really swarm the ball very well, swarm to the ball very well, uh, but they're not, you know, they're not overly aggressive in the sense that they overcommit and they get burned or they overcommit and they miss, they, they misread, you know, uh, uh, on a tackle. That uh, They're not making those kind of mistakes. So they really are playing within themselves as a whole. Harrisimiak is a fantastic defensive coordinator. We've seen this unit grow, and I think the hope now is obviously you need to win in Indiana. Uh, that's that's really just huge in terms of having that opportunity to get the ball eligibility with a win there. Indiana struggling with the quarterback situation. I wrote about it this morning um, in terms of they're going to start Brendan Sorsby or uh, Tevin Taven Jackson. Uh, both have struggled with turnovers. There's a real opportunity on Saturday for this defense and the secondary in particular to get a lot of turnovers. So huge focus on them, huge appreciation for them. Uh, and I know, you know, fans paying attention know that and uh, just wanted to put kind of the spotlight on them for this episode. And I'll be back with the next one with David Anderson, the preview and the keys of victory against Indiana. Thanks for listening and watching the Scarlet Faithful podcast and check out all my coverage at thescarletfaithful.com. Thank you.